Welcome back to another episode of Opportunity Knocks. I am your host, Dean Miller. Thank you so much for stopping by, tuning in. I'm so proud of the episodes we're putting together this week, um, not because of the brilliant professional business acumen guests that we have or the celebrities or the, the authors, but because of the kindness of the people that we're interviewing this week. Um, as a member of a local community chamber of commerce, I'm a resident in the town that my office is in. I joined the chamber of commerce a little over a year ago. I'm all about supporting small businesses. And if you've listened to any episodes of this show, you know that's really at the heart of what I do and why I do what I do. Along with that, charity has always been an important part of my life. I grew up in a very philanthropic family. We love to give away our time, our effort, and our money, and our influence when, it, when it's appropriate. And in, I'll repeat what we talked about in yesterday's episode a little bit, but in a recent uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting, uh, they brought together some local school, school kids who are, and I apologize for using the word kids because I know anybody I refer to kids as, don't, they don't like the word. So I apologize in advance for my miscues. Uh, but, you know, these students are so much more than just little boys and girls who go to class to learn to move on to the next step of their life. And when you live in a great local community like I'm blessed to live in here in Wonton in South Shore, Nassau County on Long Island, people make things so much more special. And the activities outside of the classroom, in my opinion, are usually more important than what the teachers are actually teaching. And I don't say that to demean the teachers in any way because what they do is, is commendable and honorable, but what the students can learn outside of the classroom, in addition to what they learn in the classroom and how they can implement and live their life, I think is one of the most important things. So when we talk about all the things that drive me and I hear about great people doing wonderful things for their community to better themselves and to learn, but at the same time to give back to their community, I've just got to reach out to those people and say hello. So today we have back Heidi Felix, who joined us in our last episode. Thank you so much, Heidi. Heidi cool. is the Kiwanis advisor to the Key Club at Wanto High School. And today's feature guest is Hannah Carey. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So you were on the, on the Zoom version of the, the monthly Chamber of Commerce meeting, and they let you kind of present what you were doing as one of your efforts. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you're doing. Tell the audience what you do, and then we'll dive into the why. So I've been a Girl Scout since kindergarten, and for my project, I'm going to be, well, I am currently, collecting food for Island Harvest, which is, you know, a Long Island-based food. Food bank. Food bank, yeah. And um, for my project, I'm trying to collect approximately about 2,000 pounds of food. Hopefully I can do some more. Um, it's kind of a big stretch, but, you know, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help out. And um, I'm going to be running this project for about a month. Okay. And so you're running through the whole month of March? I'm going to be stopping around the 28th. Okay. And for this project, I've got a bunch of different locations. I have, so far, Phil's Pizza, which is all of them are in Wanta so far. Phil's Pizza, we've got Simply Greekalicious, and also the Firehouse, which is on Park Avenue. I love it. So we've got three spots so far where you have your collection box boxes out there. Yeah. And you're still looking for more places to put boxes, correct? Yeah, recently I've had a couple places reach out to me. Um, this Friday there's going to be a box in Levittown at a food truck festival on Hempstead Turnpike. And um, they're going to have a box out there from 4 to 8. Is that the one up at the old little church on Hempstead Turnpike? 
Um, I'm not quite sure, but I think so. Okay. I know, I know one of the organizers of that event, so I'll, re I'll reach out to them as well. And part of the reason why I wanted you to, ha to have you in here is I want to learn about what you're doing, but I want to I put that message out as well to see if we can kind of help you get some exponential growth, whether it's getting more boxes out there or getting more people to do the more important thing, come fill those boxes for you. So why did you choose this, this project? Why Island Harvest? Is there something near and dear to you? Is it something that you've just been exposed to and feel there's a need? Give me a little insight. Well, honestly, at first, I was kind of stuck with what I wanted my project to be because I do um, work with special needs kids, so I wanted it to be something tailored towards that at first. And then I started looking around on social media and seeing all of our local food banks and food pantries that are, like, reaching out and saying that they need so much help because they have such a shortage of food because of the pandemic. And there's so many more people now that have absolutely nothing because they've lost all their jobs and they just are in such need. There's a huge need right now for food, especially yeah. after the holidays when they already finished all their food drives for the most part. Nobody's really doing anything right now when they need it the most. It's, it's disappointing to see how many people volunteer for Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays. And then all of a sudden the new year rolls around. Everybody makes all these big, big resolutions to do wonderful yeah. things. And not because they're bad people, but just because of the way that we live, you kind of forget about doing those things. And I'm, I'm glad to see you stirring this up after the new year in a time of year where it typically is forgotten about by many people. So job well done by you. Thank you. What is it, because I want to know personally, what is it that, that Island Harvest needs the most of? Um, right now, they're kind of just looking for any sort of non-perishables as usual. And they're also looking for any sort of toiletries and like baby products, diapers, stuff like that. Okay. That would all help out a lot tremendously. I also, on my Facebook page, have a list of things that you can donate. I love it. What is that Facebook page? Let's start making some marketing right now. Um, my Facebook page is Hannah's Hunger Warriors. No H at the end. H-A-N-N-A-S yeah. Hunger Warriors. All one word, right? No, that one's separated into spaces. But the Instagram is at Hannah's Hunger Warriors. Just one word. That's one. Okay. I got I got my platforms mixed up. Thank you. <laughs> so if you're if you're paying attention, we'll put links to all these in all of the, the all of our posts as well. So you can go and follow along. If you're seeing this on any social media platform, the most important thing you can do is click that share button so that everybody in your audience can follow along and and see what we're doing here as well. Um, I think that's of the utmost importance because just as important as it is to collect the product and to have all these wonderful things happening uh, is to get the word out there as to why it needs to be done. There's a problem, and we want to create awareness for these things. So we were talking yesterday about the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and while raising money for a cure for cancer is extremely important, getting more and more people to be aware of the fact that it's a problem is, is a big deal as well. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm guessing you've been in Girl Scouts for a long time. Yeah. What uh, what other what other kind of charitable things have you done? Let Let's learn a little bit more about who you are as a person and what drove you to do these things. Um. Well, in when I was going for my bronze award, we did a whole thing about um smoking actually, and we did a presentation at the library. We made posters, all that kind of stuff. And you know, we were young, so we didn't really make a huge wave with it, but we did as much as we could. And for my, we didn't actually make the silver award, but we had um, in exchange, we got our leadership award, which is about the equivalent. And um, for that, we really focused on anti-bullying and things that, you know, affect teens and adolescents. And 
So we really focused on things like self-esteem and, you know, anxiety and depression and things that, you know, we can do to help ourselves and help others around us. And we also, um, we had a luncheon and we, you know, everybody brought a couple people pre-pandemic, of course, but everybody brought a couple people. We all got to talk and hang out and order some food. And that was a lot of fun too. That's great. Heidi, give me a little insight as to, you, you know, Hannah. I've known Hannah for a long time. You, you know her family. Give <laughs> yeah. me a little insight as to who she is. As a, let's, let's step out of the shell for her. Not that not that you're in a shell because you, you speak so well and you're, I can feel the confidence coming out of you and I can see mom over there nod and I can see the smile behind the mask, which is great. But Heidi, give me your take on, on who Hannah is and what you see as the things that drives her. Hannah has such a huge heart. That is one of the things that I think is so amazing about her. Um, she's always thinking about other people. And I think that that is definitely a testimony about how she's been raised. Um, you know, her mother has one of the biggest hearts I've ever, you know, one of the best people I've known and her father as well. So she's from a family of givers, you know, which I think is important. Um, her older sister has, um, you know, definitely led the charge when it comes to leadership, right? And, um, you know, I think what's so nice is that it's really something that, you know, I see her thriving and really coming into her own. She is a very powerful soul. Um, she actually has um, some background in, in defense and karate, which nice. is, uh, yeah, she didn't share that with you, so don't mess with her. Don't ever be afraid no, to throw down if you have to, right? Don't mess with her, definitely, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, you know, what I think is so much fun is that, um, I don't know if you know, but I was a Girl Scout leader for 15 years. I didn't know that. So I used to actually run, I'm just going to take this down for a second, I used to run the Gold Award program, and so it was kind of fun to watch all these girls get their Gold Awards, and I've seen a lot of different projects. And so, you know, being a part of the Key Club and Kiwanis, we've always done these food drives, and the food drives are always really powerful. And I think the kids that participate in them really see so much. And Hannah was always there, you know, kind of of rooting us on and you know it was always nice she was like one of the go-to people you know just always a leader in her her class and in anything it is that she was doing so when she was coming up with a project she said it always inspired me to see what we were doing you know whenever we did these food drives and the fact that so many people are in need so she saw a need and she wanted to fill it and I thought that that was just what was so powerful about the whole thing and it has to be sustainable so yeah. You know, the first thing is when she was thinking about the project, it's like, how do I carry this on? How do I pass this on to somebody else in the future? And um, so she's when she went into this program, that was what she was thinking about, sustainability. You know, it's not just about Hannah's Hunger Warriors. She wants Hannah's Hunger Warriors to continue beyond her. That's, that's what it's all about to me. I love so it. creating great. that legacy. Yeah, it really is. It's a legacy. So, um I just, you know, I just love Hannah. She's just a great kid. And um, I can't even call her a kid. She's such a nice young lady. And, you know, she's really come up with all this by herself. And it's just a matter of, you know, for me, it's trying to connect her with the right people. And mm -hmm. thank you so much for having us on today. Ah, please, it's the least we can do. I love, I love doing this. You know, when we started our other company, the Business Beacon, Cheap Plug, you know, we came up with names for it. It was all about what, how do we name it? I've always had a fascination with lighthouses, as you can see from my, my real estate company brand. But I've always looked at that and said, the beacon has two purposes. A, it's to guide you home. and B, it's to help put a spotlight on those things that need to have a spotlight on them. Okay. Uh, and a beacon isn't necessarily always a positive thing. I mean, think about a prison yard. Not, not that you should ever think about a prison yard, but, you know, it's to search out and to find and to highlight what's most important. And and I, I hear those words coming from you and I see, I see what you're doing. And there, there is that, that beacon of hope 
when I see your generation stepping out of what most people would say is their comfort zone of, of inside themselves into doing things for others. And I, that's why I love speaking with people your age, give or take a few years, just to see what they're willing to do to, to step out, to be a person for others, uh, to use a line from one of my coaches. Um, you know, his personal why is to be a person for others. I'm all about service and how we can help those who want to evolve, evolve. Um, so along those lines, I've been scribbling some notes and some questions. I want to kind of challenge you a little bit just to kind of think a little bit outside of the box and see how uncomfortable you're willing to get if you're okay with it. And if I'm overstepping my bounds, just look at me and say, next, uh, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of the things that you talk about, some of the key words that have jumped out from, from both Heidi and a little bit of what you've been hinting at yourself. Um, I'll go with what I think may be the easier one right now. What have you learned about leadership? Because I do see so, a lot of what you're doing is taking a leadership role, whether it be for yourself or a larger group. What have you learned about leadership as a result of your efforts of doing this event and any of the others you've done in the past? I've actually learned a ton about leadership. I love it. Let's go. I, I'm going to sit back and listen. I never, I never thought this would be, you know, a place where I would be because I've always been kind of not necessarily shy, but like, I've been outgoing, but like a little bit afraid to like, you know, branch out a little bit. So uh, I've always had this sort of leadership type background. Um, I was, like Heidi said, I was in Taekwondo for a long time and uh, I'm a second degree black belt. I used to teach when I was younger. I love it. And um, and then eventually when that era ended, uh, yeah, I was a volunteer at a special needs camp. I love that. I've been doing it for four years. And um, so, but this has really challenged me to push myself out of my comfort zone for sure, because I've had to do so many, you know, meetings and stuff like that with different people. And of course, like, you know, this podcast and stuff. And it really challenges you to like, look yourself in the eye and be like, this is where I am right now. And like, I need to continue to push myself, even though this in itself is, you know, it's it's become it's not necessarily challenging, but it's it's more than I would expect. And to be here, it's kind of like, wow, like I've really challenged my leadership skills. I've done more than I could ever imagine. Well, you took what all the wonderful people around you, these two wonderful ladies, I'm assuming you're the rest of your family, your teachers and, and your, your Girl Scout leaders and your Taekwondo teachers, and you, could, you can hear that you're taking bits and pieces of those lessons and putting them together to really truly define who you're going to become over the course of the rest of your life. And, and you, I'm, I'm very proud to hear the things that you're saying. I, I have a lot of pride in people who mm. are willing to look at themselves and say there's always room to get better. You know, it's like when I give reviews, if it's on a scale of one to five, I never give a five or one to 10, I never give a 10 because I don't ever want anyone giving me that perfect score because then there's no more challenge. There's no more mountain to climb. You know, when, when you're just looking down at the rest of the world, uh, I like those mountaintops that you get to and you say, oh, damn, there's another one that's four times bigger. I got to go down the hill to go all the way back up the next one. Uh, and I'm always looking for that next one. It's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. So you, you've actually answered two of my other questions. So I appreciate that. You, you've got you've got this figured out. You're an outstanding guest. Um, let's talk about your future. What are you what are you looking to do? Um. I just committed to uh, SUNY New Pulse for uh, secondary education with a specialization in history. That's and, great. Uh, so since I was really young, I've always wanted to be a teacher because I've always felt this need to like 
like you said, a need to lead others into the right direction. And I don't know, it's something that I've always valued a lot is just helping others, whether they're struggling, whether they're doing excellent, it doesn't really matter because everyone can always push themselves an extra step, like we just said. And I think by being a teacher, I hope to put those values into the kids that I'm working with so that they can learn to lead just as I have essentially. That's awesome. The best way to become a good leader is to help create great leaders. And I think when you focus on doing the right thing, that creates the opportunity for others to find their greatness. And, and I, I hear that coming from you. That's, that's my take on it. Uh, but I definitely hear that coming from you. Why, why the curiosity? Because you've, you work with special needs kids. What, what led you to getting into that? What stimulated that idea and encouraged you to go do more of it? Um, well, I worked with kids when I was uh, in Taekwondo because I was probably 12 years old when I was doing that. And uh, when I turned 14, I was, we did a, uh, I don't know the word, I'm trying to think of the word for it, like a program there that um, you can, like special needs kids could come and try it out. Okay. And, you know, it was a different class for them so they could learn at their own pace and they weren't you know, they didn't feel like they were falling behind or anything. It was at their own pace and it was more individualized. And I actually really enjoyed it. And a lot of my friends wanted to work at Camp Anchor, actually. And we were getting to that age where we could. And so I actually registered and they didn't take me because there was too many people. So I found a camp called Camp Kahila and it's a really small, I wouldn't say it's a small group, but it's probably about 150 campers a year. And, um, it's a lot smaller than Anchor in a way that everybody knows everybody there, and you get to know a lot of really awesome kids. And actually, one of my campers um, actually donated to the food drive and came over my house the other day and brought that's some great. food over. Yeah. So you're building relationships while you're learning and evolving, yeah. and that's the great, great opportunities come from that. Um, where? So let, let's, thump, let's jump back into the donations and talk about what you're doing with, with Island Harvest. We need, we need local businesses to provide us a few square feet to put a box in there. Yeah. So we're going to put that ask out to a lot of places around here for you. Um, through our efforts with our show, If You Live Here, we've made connections with some great restaurants and some other small business owners and the Chamber of Commerce. We'll start putting that guilty ask out there to a couple other people mm -hmm. to see what we can do to make it happen. And okay. I'll check with my landlord here. If he lets me put one downstairs, I'm more than happy to, to manage that for him as well. Um, I'm going to, I still have a restaurant depot card from years ago when I owned a restaurant. And I'll still tell you the same thing I told, I told Ashley yesterday, don't ever get into the restaurant business, go work in it, but don't ever own it. Uh, but that's my own issue. So I'm going to head over there. I'm going to pick up a couple, a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. And I will arrange with you how and when you want it delivered to where, cause I don't need you driving it around Thank if I got you. it in the back of my truck. It's the least I can do for you. But I'm going to take this list of things that you put together and I'm going to start using our connections and our database and our customer list to say, Hey, throw it in the back of my truck. We'll pick it up and take care of this for you. Um, 2000 pounds is how many, how much do you think would fit in a box? Um, weight wise. I'd say a box would probably be like 70 to a hundred pounds. There'd okay. Be, so there, so we need to unload a box 20 times. Yeah. Okay. So we've got four weeks, roughly three and a half weeks. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to see if we could overflow a couple boxes for I you and see so. what we can do. It, it's one of the reasons why I asked you to come in here. I kind of, I kind of like to guilt other people into doing the right thing sometimes because they're afraid to, or, or just don't think about it. And interviews like these, I think are great because it, it, it reminds people you need to do good things happen to good people and good people need to do great things. And if it means going to the grocery store and dropping another 20 bucks to buy a huge bag of rice that could feed some family for a half a month, well, we need to do those things. Have you reached out to any of the local markets or stores to see if they'd be willing to let you do it? Um, so far, we've got all those across the board. Okay. All but right. uh, hopefully I can get one in some sort of food market. Okay. That would be great. Joe, I have our own. Yeah, it is. You know, it's funny because I um when I was talking to Hannah last night, um she's like, "Can you think you could call them?" And one of the things that Joe did last year is we actually did something called stuff a bus. Okay. And we did it with one of the local senators. Um, John Brooks happens to be one of our Qantas members. Okay. And you know he said, you know, we need to stuff a bus. So we actually got a huge trailer. Randy Drubin from Island Harvest came out, and Joe came out with all this stuff. And I said to Hannah, "I'm just gonna go see Joe." That's it. I'm just going to go see Joe. That's it. Um, because he's so generous and he's so good. And, you know, he's, you know, he just really, he's like, Heidi, all my stuff is fresh. And I'm like, you got pasta in there. I know I got pasta That's in there. cases of um, pasta. That's yeah. stuff. And it lasts forever. Exactly. So, um, but unfortunately, King Cullen is a big, you know, headquarters-based yeah. company yeah. that um, as much as we always did the food drives there, you know, they have discouraged us from coming back, which is one of the things our Qantas Club wanted to do the same for Hannah. Is that we wanted a- to set it up. We, we Literally, one of the times that we did the food drive, we had 13 carts, I think we did, Hannah. So it was, you know, a lot of food that we gathered for the local pantries, and it was all for Island Harvest. Um, and so, you know, we just were, were kind of frustrated that, you know, the place that we shop, you know, that they're not yeah. actually able to support us. But I'm always at Iverone, so... Is, is the kid, well, listen, let's, let's pick a fight with the big boy who said no. Is, King, is, is the he King, say, he is, didn't say no. No, no, not, not Iverone, King, King Cullen. Yeah. Okay. Are they saying that, that you can't set up shop out in front of their place? Yeah. They didn't necessarily say no to me, but it was like, you had to jump through a lot of hoops to get a box there. And it was, I don't know. It was kind of intimidating. Yeah. Because I went there and I was just like, hi. I, I hated to be like that person who was like, hi, can I speak to the manager? But like I had to. But I was like, you know, it was a kid that I knew that was working there. And I was like, there's no trouble. I was like, I just need to speak to him for something. <laughs> and uh, the guy came over and he's like, what can I do for you? And I was like, how can I get a box in here? I was like, that putting a box in a grocery store is major because yeah. people see the box and they, they donate. And I know that's like always how it's been when I was like a kid. We'd see the box and be like, oh, like. What if we get like a pickup truck and put signs around the pickup truck and leave it in the parking lot and keep it attended and say, all right, we won't put a box up at the door, but there's always a solution. You know, the problems are just opportunities to find new (laughs) solutions. I I, I preach that to my children forever. But would they have an objection to you saying, hey, let's put a sign up out there and, you know, when you're in there, buy this and just throw it in the back of the truck kind of thing. I haven't stopped though, because I'm, I'm. I just, uh, I wanted her to start it, and I think I might bully him a little bit since we actually always used to do the food drive there, and yeah. we used to do it twice a year. You know, we always did it at right about Thanksgiving, you know, and then we would do it also right before usually Easter, and it was always perfect timing because people are, are feeling more generous. They want to give, they want to support something that's good, and it's 
a Girl Scout Gold Award right. program that's helping out people who have food insecurities. And, you know, there's so many people out there that probably, you know, you don't realize it, but they're struggling, you know, there, just survive. A, and there's a lot of people. I mean, you look, you, look at, you look at the churches around here that have a food pantry and they're running out. And Island Harvest, you see the trucks everywhere. Yeah. It's a shame that we have to see them as active and aggressive as they are because there's such a need for it. Uh, and I, I love the fact that they protect the not the ego, it's the wrong word, but they protect the family from any potential embarrassment. Um, because listen, there's people living amongst us who are having a hard time making their bills. And, you know, I'm in the real estate business, a forbearance issue. There are more homes around us that people haven't paid their mortgage in months that are worried about things. Um, and I hear from some of these people from time to time saying, what's going to happen to me? Fortunately, we've got good people with good connections who can help guide them in the right, in the right direction. Uh, and, Fortunately, the unemployment rate around here has dropped drastically over the last couple of months. Uh, but, you know, there's people with needs, and I think we need to solve that. I want to go back to I've got a pickup. If you ever need it on the weekend to say, hey, we can't put the stuff up here. We can throw it here. You can have my truck. Just let me know. I'll park it in a lot. We'll leave okay. the bed open, fill it. We'll have one giant box, and then we'll just drive it down to Island Harvest together. Um, but anything we can do to help out, you know, if you need us to make waves, make noise, I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, I'm very much an introvert, but I, I don't ever have a problem getting in people's faces <laughs> when it's for the right reason. So don't don't be afraid to ask me or anyone else. The worst thing that happened is they say no and you move on to the next one. College, you committed to New Paltz. We know what you're studying. We know that you can kick some tail around here. What's the next couple months look look like for you? Um. Definitely very, 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 very busy because I have um, my Girl Scout project. The deadline is March 31st, so that's going to be going in. And um, after that, I've got, you know, AP exams upon AP exams and all that nonsense. And then it was, you know, because they didn't cancel regents and finals no. and stuff this time <laughs> because now they know what they're doing. So... They didn't cancel those, so I have to take all those exams. And then after that, you know, graduation, and uh, we're off, basically. That's it. Yeah. And life goes on. Enjoy your summer. Get ready to pack up and hopefully move out, right? Yeah. Good for you. Any advice for younger kids? Uh, the odds of any of the kids listening to my show would blow my <laughs> mind if any of them did. But their parents are out there. Any advice for the younger kids who are not doing the Girl Scout type things that you could express to the parents why they should go through programs like you did, why you should get involved with the Key Club and the Girl Scouts and things like that? You never realize how rewarding these things are until you do them, and then you're like, wow, look how much I just did. Because these things are things that a lot of people don't even think about because, you know, you're going about your daily life, and then, you know, you see, oh, Key Club's having a meeting. Well, I've got to do, you know, homework. Oh, I'm just going to skip it. Well, you know, you're missing out on a huge opportunity and you only live one time. And in my opinion, you live once, you should live to help others and, you know, just boost yourself up there and get your word out, spread your truth. And then that's, that's it. You just ended the show. That's the best way to do it. And that's a wrap. Well, thank I, you, people. I can't thank you enough for coming in here and agreeing to do this. I'd look forward to hopefully helping you blow this thing up and 
creating massive amounts of donations and awareness. You did you did a great job here. I'm very proud of you for, for what you've done here. I'm excited and proud for what you've done. Mom, you've raised a wonderful young lady here. Uh, and, and I can't wait to see how this turns out for you and see what happens to you over the future. Um, you you got a world of opportunities out there in front of you. And, yeah. and I, I have no doubt that you're going to seize each and every one of them, however much you want. Any final questions or words from me or for us? Um, Give out, us your big plug. Come on. Get out there and donate, please. There you go. People need it. Simple enough. Heidi. I have, I have just one word, hope, right? And that is help, help other people every day. Yep. Right? So just I have hope, and that's what I think she inspires me. You know, it's just amazing to see that, you know, someone who has just such drive and motivation to help others, and that's just really what it's all about. So it's hope. Hope for the future, you know, hope for all these young adults who are, you know, heading out into the world. They're living in unprecedented times. I've heard it so many times, but it really is remarkable to see how they've risen above it. And that's what I think I love the most about working with the, you know, with Hannah, with all the kids in the Key Club. It's just inspiring to me. What I find incredible over the last two days of doing these with you is the level of selflessness that comes from this. And most people talk about children and young young adults and say there's a selfish behavior about them. But when you see more and more people like yourself and like Ashley yesterday, they're not the exception to the rule. The, the exception are the ones that are the selfish. And, you know, I believe that the best way to – you need to be selfish in order to be selfless. But but there are more and more – people out there who are doing the right things. And, and, I, and that's the direction I want to take this show over the next couple of years is to show off more of those people who are the unsung heroes who don't want the spotlight on them, but their stories need to be told. So I appreciate, I appreciate the, the three of you, you know, with Ashley as well, of kind of stirring that for me uh, so that we can go out and tell more of those stories. I have a platform. I need to use it for good, you know. Um, it's, I, I forget what I was watching last night, but I heard the line from Spider-Man, Spider-Man again in a, in a sitcom is, you know, with great, with, with great power comes great responsibility. And, and it, I think it's a great, it's a great way to wrap. You are, you are yielding more and more power in the things that you do and you're accepting the responsibility. And I think that's a wonderful situation to be in. All right. Thank you. Th thank you so much for doing this. Thank you again. Thank you Ladies so much and gentlemen, for having us. As always, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it if you made it the half hour or however long we went today. If you have questions, if you have ideas, if you hear what we're doing and know of somebody who we need to put a spotlight on, connect with us. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, everything. We're out there everywhere. We look forward to telling the stories, sharing the successes, talking about the failures and where we can learn from them. Uh, and we look forward to doing it more and more for you. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic day.